In this episode of Desert Island Torah, we have the sukhut of speaking to Rabbanit Yafit Kleiner. Yafit is a senior lecturer in Jewish studies at Matan, Emuna, and Wabi Shiva. She is a group instructor for various programs and part of the steering committee of the Beit Hillel organization and answers halakhic questions online as part of their Meshivat Nefetz project. Yafit received her BA from Hebrew University and her MA from Haifa University and spent five years studying intensively at Bet Midrash Matan in Yerushalayim. Yafit serves as co-director of RIKMA, the YCT Bet Midrash for Rabbinic Leadership in Israel. Thank you so much, Yafit, for joining us today. It's a real zakhut to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So it's Desert Island Torah, three pieces of Torah that you would take with you to a desert island. What do they mean to you? Why are they so important to you? Really excited to find out your three pieces and learn with you. So if we jump right in, should we go to your first piece? Yes, thank you. I mean, the truth is that after teaching Torah and learning Torah for so long, I have in my uh, I have in my head so many so many um, pieces of Torah that that are very meaningful for me, and it was actually a, a very a very interesting uh, um, um, project you gave me like the, the to to choose three, so uh, so this is the first one I chose, um, the uh, the Psalm Psalm ninety three, uh, the Book of Psalms. Um, in Psalms 93, which we say every every Erev Shabbat, every every Erev Shabbos, like Friday night in Kabbalat Shabbat, in receiving the Shabbos, we we say that we say that the the chapter of speaking about how great God is, and and God uh, 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 God is is like wearing his, uh, his his and he's girded with strength, and he's very and the mighty of God. Um, and it's very interesting that after describing, you know, how the throne of God is 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 there forever, um, the the poet continues to say that um, the oceans and the rivers are, are crying out and they're raising their voices and, and to praise uh, to praise God and 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 the sound of thunder and the sound of pondering is all around. And then there's a very interesting verse, which says, "Mikolot ma'im rabim adirim yishbereyam," from the from the um, the very uh, many mighty uh, voices uh, of of the sea of the of the of the ocean. Yet God is greater than the than the breakers of the sea, and God's majestics on on high upon everything. But really, the English translation doesn't carry the, the the immediate meaning of the of the verse, because what it says, "Mikolot ma'im rabim," in Hebrew we can we can either read it saying, you know, more than the great waters and the great breakers of the sea, God God is greater even even than that. Um, and but but the other meaning, the other understanding is. Not from the, you know, the the great waters, the mighty waters. You know, God is God. The Lord is majestic on high, but really to say, mikolot ma'am rabim, from the many voices of the mighty waters, God is is great, 
and what I understand from that and 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 what I'm trying really to 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 to, to also to teach over and also to remind myself that the mighty of God and the greatest of greatness of God is being learned and being taught and being created only by the many voices of the waters, meaning that each and every voice, each and every one of us is part of the main of the many waters that are that are calling and that are saying that God is great. In other words, each and every one of us, if we keep our voice quiet, if we don't raise our own specific individual voice in the world of God, something is missing because God is great only through the many voices, the many sounds of water. And of course, the many sounds of water is, is, is a metaphor. It's only an analogy for, for, the, for, the, for people who praises God. And if I keep myself, my thinking to myself, and I don't share uh, with the world how I view the world, how I find myself in the world of Torah, in the world of belief, something about the greatness of God is missing. So that is one thing I'm taking with me. I'm taking the idea that each and every one of us counts when we're talking about uh, um, um, living in this world with the idea that I matter to God and my voice is important in this in this big harmony of voices of human beings praising God and and, and praising God uh, meaning trying to to behave as people who believe they were created in the image of God and and making God's name great in the world by by acting uh, uh, with chesed with great with with gracious um, with with doing good deeds with in in a mo- in a moral way like God wants us to be, so that's that's one thing I will take with me. The idea that my voice is my voice is part of the many voices that create the great melody of people recognizing recognizing God, and if if one of us is keeping quiet, something is missing in that in that big melody or, or symphony. Of, of, of people because each and every one of us is different. My voice is different than your voice and your voice is different than the other person's voice. And and and, and our voices count, each and every one of us, uh, our voices count. So that would be the first, uh, the first thing I will take from me, that verse from Psalm 93, verse four, from the many uh, voices of the many great voices um, that that makes God great. Wow, such a powerful message. Um, I really connect to that a lot. Um, connects to so many things. It can connect to Im Ali Mi Mili. Um, who who am I for myself? You have to be more yourself. You've got to stand up for yourself. Um, it connects to the whole idea of being created in Hashem's image. You know, so many powerful thoughts and right. ideas there. Um, so really, really nice. Really yes, important. Yes, and, and really, and really, um, I would say even embrace the idea that we're, each and every one of us is unique, and God wants us, each and every one of us, to be. He wants me to be me, and He wants you to be you, and that's why we're different. That's why you know each and every one of us 
was created with, with different abilities to bring their own voice to the world. Absolutely. It's like Hashem created us, everyone in the same image, but we're not all the same. We all are unique. And it's a very yes. amazing, it's a really amazing uh, message. So are we ready to go for your second piece of Torah? Yes, yes. It's actually kind of connected to, to, the, to the first one. And it's also from Psalms. You know, uh, as a child in my family, we read a lot of Psalms, like reading Tehillim, was, was really part of what we did even when we got together with uncles and aunts it's uh i come from this from a sephardi family and it was part of of just you know showing faith and 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 i remember how the words um were like um were sounded like magical to me and later when you know when i grew up and i started learning it in in, in depth Many, many times when, I, when I'm looking, when I'm searching for, for a place to just hide or find some, some quiet and words that I can use for myself, I go to, I go to, I go to the hill and I go to Psalms. So my second, my, the second piece of Torah I would take with me is from Psalm uh, 8, Tehillim Chet. And there in this, in this chapter, the poet described the greatness of, of the world the, the, the natural world and he says like I would look I look around and I see your and I see the work of your fingers he speak he talks to God I see the work of your fingers and I see the moon and the stars and 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 I can see your uh your print everywhere in the world and I know how great you are for for uh for creating such a world such a world and then and then the poet moves on to say but because of the great of, of who you are, because of, of your greatness, God, why are you so concerned with human beings? What is what is man, what is human that you have been so mindful of, of, of them? And mortal man that you have taken note of. You're so great and you're so mighty and you created a world. Why would you care so much about about human being? Why are you so mindful of us and and you take you take note of us? And and then he goes on to say that you have made human beings less than divine, and you adorned human being with glory and majesty. You've made us. A little bit less than you, than, than, than the divine, and then you made you made people a master over the over your hand uh, over your handiwork, and, and and laying the world at his feet. And you know, I've read this 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 chapter so many times, and and it hits me only about um, fifteen years ago when. I, I told myself, you know, what from in one hand, the 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 poet, the speaker is telling us that God is so great. So who are people? You know, what what is a human being compared to God? In the other hand, he says he acknowledged the fact that God Himself created us in the image of God, and there's not and and the gap between people and God is not just a, such a big gap. 
it's only a little less than the divine. Now, theologically, it's really mind-blowing. Like, how can someone say such a thing? But this is what the Hillel says. This is what David said, or, or whatever poet wrote that specific psalm, is saying that, yes, the reason why God is so mindful of us, it's because he gave us that ability to be so close uh, to him in terms of how we act in this world. And the fact that the poet is saying that we, God made us a little bit less than the divine and he gave us all this, you know, adorned us with glory and majesty is that we will behave in this world with our Tselem uh, with in the image of God. And in, in that aspect, we can do so much in the world. And the so much we can do in the world is also in terms of things that we develop and create. Just look at the technology and medicine. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what human beings can do with the mind, the brain, the abilities that we got from God. And we are actually being able to create things in the world to continue God's creation in the world. And that's what God, and all these abilities, God gave it to us. But there's a little bit, there's a trick here. Because even though we can be let a little less than God, if we'll forget that we are still less than God and we'll try to be like God, then we can lose everything. And the challenge in life, the challenge in, 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 in a faithful life in, in living with with the, with the belief of, of a creator and um, and and um, and that we that he created us in the image not only created the world but he created us in the image of God um, if we forget that that we can be we can achieve high things and we can help God continue you know to create it to and to and to accomplish and to and to to per to um, to make the world even per more to, to make the world even more perfect um if we forget that then what what we bring upon ourselves and upon upon humanity is 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 chaos and it's and it's destruction because when when human beings try to be like god and they forget that there is a gap there's still a difference between them and god then and we forget the part of God that's that is within us, then we start to behave towards each other, um, like uh, uh, with uh, um, with malevolence, with uh, with hostility, with hate, and and then it's easy for people to hurt each other, like we saw in 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 history, in humankind's history, throughout the generations. When we took God out of the picture, when we took morality out of the picture, then there was no reason not to hurt the other people, the other the other people around us. So the lesson of, you know, from one hand to believe and to carry with us the feeling that God gave us the ability to to do so much in the world, gave us the, he adorned us with, with, uh, um, uh, with glory and, and, and majesty and the ability to do really great things in the world and to create it and to develop the world and also to become better people. And it's it being as if we are like God, but just a little bit less. 
But if we forget that, if we try to get into that gap, into that, uh, you know, into the fog that that's where God is, then we forget we are just people, just human beings, and we start hurt, hurting each other. I really, I really believe that this is a key, um, a key message, a key point in in life, because understanding that I cannot understand everything, understanding that there's still this, you know, this part which where God is more than us. That's where you, uh, humility enters. That's where I can tell myself I should understand everything that my mind is capable of understanding. But then I have to understand that I cannot understand everything because if I can understand everything, then I, you know, I can be like God. But no, there is a God, and He's a God, and I cannot understand because because God is God, and I'm a human being. I have great abilities. We all have great abilities, but we need to know our limits. And knowing the limits is not thinking, you know, Rabbi Sachs, may he rest in peace, had a great, a great line. He had many, many, many great lines. But one one line that I I I, I hold dearly, he says, one should think of himself less and not less of himself. Yes, we shouldn't think less of ourselves because God, God gave us this ability to be as close to him as possible, little less than the divine. Um, and, and, that, and, and I should remember that. But if I think I, I am the ruler, I have all the answers, I will have, and I will have, and I'm, I must find all the answers for all the questions, then I get stuck. And then I can getting stuck is one thing, but but getting stuck and start hurting other people because I don't see that they are human beings like me and they were created in the image of God like me. That's where the danger is. And and that's that verse in 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 Psalms is I really feel that it is teaching us humility, but also the importance of the fact that we were created in the image of God and we should work in the world to become, to, to make the world even better because this is our mission in this world. So that would be my second, my second piece of Torah I would take. So powerful. Um, ultimately, our, our mission in this world is to recreate the world, recreate what Hashem created. You know, it says, Peru Urbu, Umilo Eta Aretz, um with Urdo, you know, Fill the earth and yes. you know increase it, master it, and our job is to do that and to you know work with Hashem and partner with Hashem, and I think that really connects to all the amazing insights that you just gave us. Really, really powerful. Yes, we and without and without humbleness uh, and humility, not thinking that I cannot do, but knowing that I can do a lot. Till a certain point, knowing my limits as a human being, that is so important. It's just it's giving us power from one hand, and 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 uh, and humility in the other hand of of things that that you know we we cannot we cannot get the answers for all the questions, and it's okay to be with with answer with questions in in the world because that that's that's why there is a God, you know, with with all the answers, and our job is is to um, to do the best we can with what we got from him.
Absolutely. So are we ready for your third piece of Torah? Yes. Um, okay, so the third one and the last one, that was that was uh that was hard to decide, I have to say. You you gave me a hard task there. Um, but it is a piece of Torah I find myself going back to and making sure that I that I teach it everywhere I I go. Um and it's it's I think it's one of the most powerful messages I've got. Uh, I learned as as um, you know in in the world of of Torah, and I think it's it's so relevant to the times we live in. And that piece of Torah is taken from a less known uh, midrash. It's called Avot de Rabbi Natan. Um, uh, it's 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 a it's a little masechet. It's it's a, it's a, it's part of the small tractates that appear at the end of Masechet Nezikin. Um, and it's it's all in Hebrew, like like all the rest of the of the of the midrash. Um, but it's it's a little bit later in terms of its uh, uh, the the compil the compilement of these of these tractates were a little bit later, maybe at the sixth, seventh, or eighth century, um, of course, uh, um, a AC. And this midrash is conversing with Masechet Avot, you know, with the, with the ethics of our fathers. And, but it, it, it's, it elaborates and it, it's, a, it's much lo longer, larger, and I would even dare to say deeper in the way that it goes into, into all the, um, the, the, the ways that a Jew and a human being should live in the world in ethical way, both, both uh, socially, um, uh, personally, uh, spiritually, etc. And the beginning of Avoti Rabbi Natan is uh, is asking the question, you know, why did uh, how come Moshe Rabenu, as a human being, flesh and blood, how can he receive the Torah from from God, the Almighty, who doesn't have a body and is an eternal? Like, how can that? How does it? How is it possible? How does those? How did it work? What what was there? What happened there? And some some different opinions. And one of the opinion is saying that you know God the 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 the, the verse in in Sefer Shemot is telling us that that Moshe went up to the mountain and he was there for six days, and only at the seventh day God spoke to him. And then there's two opinions, Rabbi Natan. Who is allegedly, you know, the 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 composer of this midrash? But it's it's more of a pseudonym. It's not. It's he didn't write everything. But but he, Rabbi Nathan is saying, why did Moshe have to stay for six days till God would talk to him? Because he because he had to go through um, removing toxics from his body, and so he so so all the food and the drinks that were in his in his body will clear out and then he could become as as an angel like not an angel but like an angel close to an angel and only then god can talk to him and the opposite opinion to that is by rabbi matia ben harash and rabbi Matthew ben harash is saying no 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 moshe was there for six days so he will fear the moment of meeting God, he was there for six days to to tremble, 
and to and and to and to to be frightened from the fact that soon God is going to talk to him. In other words, these are two schools of thought. Rabbi Nathan is saying a person, a human being, like Sherabenu, can touch Torah, can receive Torah from God by some by some simple human uh, procedure by stop eating and 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 drinking. In other words, fast. And then he can become as an angel. This is us in Yom Kippur. We don't eat and, and drink and we feel like angels and we some, some ele- elevates us. We feel very spiritual and we become like angels and we stand from God, for, before God. And, and this is what Rabbi Nathan is saying. But Rabbi Matya is saying, no, a, hum- a person should always remember how we're small, that we're nothing, you know, that compared to God, uh, um, we're we we're, we're really you know just specks in this in this universe, and we always have to you know um, keep our head down, remembering that above us is God, and we can never, in a way, meet Him uh, uh, in 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 comfortable terms. Now, this machloka, this dispute between Rabbi Nathan and Rabbi Nathan is followed by another story. And the story is by one Rav, his name was Rabbi Yoshaya, that we're sitting together in Chavruta and lear- learning with the same Rabbi Matya, who said a person who wants to receive the Torah, like Moshe, wants to learn Torah, has to do it with fear and trembling. So they were sitting and learning in Chavruta, and all of a sudden Rabbi Yoshaya stood up and said, I need to go, I need to, to, do, to do my business, Derech Eretz. And Rav Matya is looking at him and he's saying, what are you doing? We are dealing now with eternity. We are dealing one. We are dealing with the word, with the words of God. And you stop all of it to go do your business. I don't think you're choosing right. You should stay with me and learn Torah. Don't go to your business. Now, what does that mean to go to your business to Derech Eretz? I mean that maybe. Uh, uh, for Parnassah, you know, for, for bringing food for his family. Maybe he's going to be with his wife. Maybe he's going because he has some business to do with 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 an, with, with another partner. And Rabbi Yoshia stands up and says, I'm, I'm stopping learning with you to do other things. And Rabbi Matya is saying, no, what can be more important than learning Torah? And I think this dispute between them is so crucial and it continues the first one between you know, between Rabbi Nathan and Rabbi Matya, of how did Moshe receive the Torah? Did he just fast and was like an angel and receive the Torah? Or did he have to remember how small he is? And he is a human being, can never, you know, that it's very frightened to touch Torah. And Rabbi Yoshaya say, is saying, Torah is also doing my business. If we separate dealing, learning Torah from everyday life, we're actually saying, that there are things that God created in this world that are that are less important. And Rabbi Yoshia is saying to, to have support for my family and to be with my wife and to be with my family and to be with my friends is important. This is also Torah. And we, I do not believe that I have to separate my life from Torah. My life is also a Torah. God created us, you know, gave us Give us the ability to work, to develop the the to develop Earth as we discussed before, and if we separate learning Torah from everyday life, 
it's it's dangerous and this is two schools of thought that we can also see them today the people that say that all we need to do is learn Torah all the time and the people that try to combine between learning Torah and everyday life and also to be a good person a Torah person in 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 the other in my secular life let's call them at work at, at school this is also very very important this is also carrying the image of God in me in everything that I do. And the beautiful thing about this part of uh, this paragraph of, of Midrash that it ends with, with the following sentence. It says, as long as they were sitting and learning Torah, they were like rivalries. They were, they were fighting who, who is right, you know? And, and each one of them were like, like um, the description, description is like they have a duel with, with swords. And one is saying, this is this is why I'm right. And this one is saying, this is why I'm right in the Beit Midrash. But when they left the Beit Midrash, they were, they were as best friends, loving each other and, and, and not thinking anything negative about each other. And I think this is a lesson we forgot a little bit. That if we have a dispute and a disagreement with a person, it's okay to disagree with him. But if I tell myself, I cannot talk to him because he thinks different than me, or I don't want to be their neighbors because they think different than me, I don't like them, or may, God forbid, even hate them because they think different than me, then we lose touch with what the Torah brought, came, you know, why the Torah was giving to us and what we need to do in this life. We need, and, and, and again, I, I cannot, I cannot not think of Rabbi Sachs with with the dignity of difference. That that yes, we can argue about Torah, we can argue about values, but we should never um, uh, yeah, uh, think about a person wrong about a person just because he has different opinions and ideas for me. And we should we should love each other each other. You know, even just because of the reason they're human being like us and we're created in the image of God exactly in the same way as us so powerful really really powerful and really important to think about in our everyday lives thank you so thank much you. thank you so much Yafit, for sharing amazing torah with us today it was really such a zuchut to have you on it was it was really my zuchut and you challenged me and it was great it was a great challenge and i thank you for that of course thank you so so much Thank you for listening to Desert Island Torah. Feel free to share our podcast with family and friends so that we can reach out to Amisrael. And if you enjoyed that episode, please feel free to download and subscribe. And if you want to discuss your own Desert Island Torah, get in touch at desertislandtorah at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.